0: I learned outsource to the experts, you know, get the design done by an expert, get the layout done by an expert, hire editors, different types of editors that you need. You know, not just somebody who's gonna proofread for you know the different spellings of the word bear. You know, (laughs) find out somebody who's really gonna do content of structural editing, make sure things flow and that things are consistent from chapter to chapter. And you know what? It takes money to make money, so don't cheap out on finding those good experts.
1: Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just wanna say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at erin at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Maureen Zapala, for joining me on the Daily Authors podcast. So excited today to talk to you about your book, Pushing Your Envelope. How Smart People Defeat Self-Doubt and Live with Bold Enthusiasm. Great title, Maureen. Thank you again for joining me on the show.
0: Thanks, Aaron. It's my treat to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, before we start talking about your book, Pushing Your Envelope, would you mind just letting us in on your life? Let us know what you're up to and and a little bit more about uh, your work.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, sure. Uh, i Currently, I'm a a professional speaker and a writer, and I do some training and presentation skills coaching as well. Uh, The topic about which I speak is called imposter syndrome, which is what the book was about. And the reason I started speaking about it actually came out of my background as a, a researcher. I was a propulsion researcher for NASA. So I'm a rocket scientist by background. I know. Wow, right? Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, It just means that when I do something stupid and someone says, what are you, a rocket scientist? I say, yeah, (laughs) there goes that theory. (laughs) Awesome. But every day when I walked into work at NASA, I had this fear. As I looked around, I thought, oh, my gosh, everybody thinks I'm smarter than I really am. (laughs) And I felt like a fake. I felt like I had to work extra hard to cover up a apparent lack in skill, which it really wasn't a lack of skill because I did a great job. So I felt like a phony. And years later, I mean, I'm not with NASA anymore, but years later, I found it was called imposter syndrome. I felt like when I discovered it, like, like my soul sang, and I thought, I need to learn how to get over this and teach other people how to do it. So it, it birthed uh, the, the, the whole speaking world. As a speaker, it w- made sense to have a book to go along with it because I can only give so much information in a forty-five minute keynote. <laughs> this gives a chance for people to take more with them.
1: Amazing, yeah. I know I felt that way myself. I've talked to so many authors, and I know uh, that's something that has rolled through a lot of their minds as well as they've written books and tried to, you know, putting them out in the world, at least, especially for the first time. So I'm curious to know more about, yeah, what you've discovered and. Maybe just cover that at a high level at first and what your book, Pushing Your Envelope, talks about.
0: Yeah, well, you know, imposter syndrome, like I said, it's that it's a secret self doubt that smart and successful people get that causes them to discount that they're smart and successful. And it typically hits people in specific industries. You know, I came from engineering. Engineers, we are like prime targets. Mm -hmm. People that are in creative fields, writers, designers, decorators, photographers, performers. They experience it for a different reason. With technical people, we felt like we always had to stay on top of technical developments. Creative people have to feel like they have to produce something new and wow and wonderful. So there's this pressure to constantly produce something out of nothing, practically. It also hits entrepreneurs, people that are in industries that they don't get a lot of mentoring or they feel like they are kind of lone rangers. They're always second-guessing themselves, not always, many second-guess themselves. It hits people in the academic fields, especially in higher education, you know, professors, research assistants, teaching assistants, graduate students. Uh, And again, there, it's the pressure to uh, publish, you know, just have some like, wow, monumental Publishable moment. And uh, so they look around and they're like, everybody else seems to be doing it except me. <laughs> so, um, what I've done over the years is I've, I, I, it, and I didn't invent this topic. I certainly am not the first person to address it. I have developed my own set of strategies to help people overcome it. And the first strategy is to understand it. So, in the book, I describe the symptoms and then I go through very specific hands on tactics and techniques to control your thinking, to evaluate your thoughts, what you, how you interact with others. A lot of this comes from this, you know, compare and despair thing where, you know, you, you're like, you think you're pretty good until you get around other people and all you're like, ah, really? I'm not all that good. <laughs> so I teach people methods to control that thought process. You know, be very excited and proud of who you are and what you bring to the table. That wow. helps to diminish this experience. So, uh, you know, the book, goes through my five strategies. There's also very much of a, a, I know when I say spiritual, it sounds very woo-woo, but there's definitely a transcendental experience part of this because it comes down to, you know, what do you stand for? Why are you doing what you're doing? What's your why in life? You can't bring your A game unless you know your why game. So if you're not doing something that really stirs your soul, you're always going to kind of feel like, well, maybe I'm not as good as I should be. So, you know, there's a lot of elements to it.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. What about like accomplishment? Does that ever come into play with what you talk about? Like, just, yeah, that's, I mean,
0: that's the cool thing about it is that imposter syndrome strikes people that are incredibly accomplished. Hmm. I mean, they're smart, they're successful, they have a long list of achievements and awards, recognition, their reputation is great. People think they're, and it's legitimate. I mean, yeah. they legitimately have done great things. <laughs> But they just don't believe it <laughs> or they don't believe that it was their contribution that did it. They may dismiss it as, well, you know, I, we did a good job because I had a good team or, you know, I was just in the right place at the right time. Ah. But, you know, and they discount their own contribution. So I teach people to you know, wait. Take a step back. Look, look with objective eyes at what you've accomplished, what you've produced, what you're capable of. Take that feedback from others. Look at the awards. You know the um, the promotions, the accolades, and believe them. People don't give you an award just because they're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving you awards because you deserved it. Yeah. So own it.
1: Absolutely. Well, what about the flip side of that? I mean, for those that maybe are trying to write a book for the first time and they're thinking, "Hey, who am I to write this book?" Or you know, what would you say to those individuals? Yeah,
0: that uh, you you nailed it with that phrase. Who am I to fill in the blank? Yeah, Uh, that's classic imposter syndrome. Um, That is the you know the the demon in your head that says you don't measure up, you don't meet any standards. You don't have what it takes. It's a mental battle to talk yourself through that. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll give you an example, not related to, I mean, this is the book. Yes, this was my most recent. I stopped and think I've written four books. This was my most recent one. The one immediately prior to that, totally unrelated topic. It was actually about the, the history of Ohio State football. And I'm a big college football fan, but I didn't go to Ohio State. And <laughs> I co-wrote this book with an expert. And I won't tell you the whole long story, but the gist of it was we were friends. He's an expert. and in, in fact, he's a media He's a giant media personality within the Ohio State football world. He wanted me to write the, co-write the book with him because he said, Maureen, you're a good writer. I'm a good storyteller. You're a good writer. Let's write the book together. And my first thought was, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't go to Ohio State. I don't know much about Ohio State. I went to University of Notre Dame. What are my Notre Dame friends going to say when I write a book about Ohio State? I can't do <laughs> this. is like a disaster at every... But I had to evaluate my thinking and think, well, do I need to know a lot about Ohio State? No, that's his job. He's the expert. Will my friends care that I wrote a book? Well, people in the college football world flip loyalty all the time and they have split loyalty. I mean, look, look at even the coach for Ohio State at the time used to coach at Notre Dame. So yeah. I thought, oh, he could do it, certainly I can. So I was like, <laughs> okay, that, that, I can't take that off the table. You know, The other question I ask is, am I really a good writer? I had to stop and say, yeah. I mean, written other books, I write for magazines, I write regularly, people say I'm a good writer, I'll own that. And, and when you take apart those little individual uh, obstacles and those objections and de- deconstruct them and bring it down to, is it true or is it false? And if there's more things in the true column or fewer harmful things in the false column, then you just got to take step faith and go for it and just do it. And that's exactly what I did. We wrote the book together and it was a huge success. And so, but had I stopped on the, oh, who am I to write this? It never would have been written.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. Those steps that you took and, and something we can all yeah take away from that because I'm sure... If we analyze them like you did, that uh, we could probably say that those were uh, lies we were telling ourselves, right? It's yeah,
0: they are. And, you know, I'm, it, I draw the analogy. There's so many areas of our lives where we, we do tend to be kind of disciplined and predictable. You know, if you're a creature of habit, you get up at the same time, you have the same morning routine, you eat the same thing for breakfast, you take a shower, you wash this side of your body first, and then <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that were predictable and structured, but we're not like that with our thinking. We tend to just let our thinking just like, (laughs) and, you know, I say just because a thought is in your head doesn't mean it's true, and it doesn't mean it's yours. (laughs) I mean, it could have come from somewhere else. So, evaluate your thought process and really drill down to say, is this valid? And if it's not valid, why am I letting this hold me back?
1: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, I wanted to make sure the listeners and the readers really capture the essence of what you were trying to say in your book, Pushing Your Envelope. So if, they, if you could sum it up in just one thing, you know, what would you say that would be?
0: You are every bit as smart as everybody thinks you are. I mean, really, when people struggle with imposter syndrome, that's the core fear is they think I'm smarter than I am and they're going to find out I'm a fraud. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring gifts, talents, skills, abilities, perspective, and expertise to the world, whether it's your job, your writing, your speaking, your you know circle of influence, and your skill set, very different from someone else's. Yeah. In fact, this I tell this story a lot. Uh, I was at a book fair promoting my book. In fact, I had a couple of my books, but the big draw that day was the Ohio State book because it was in Ohio. Next to me at another table was a fiction writer. And she just had a huge crowd of people. And so I was like, wow, who are you? And this is really cool. We got to talking and she said, wow, I, I admire you. I, no, I said to her, I said, I admire you fiction writers. I said, I don't think I could do that. The way you have to craft characters and build scenery and keep mm-hmm. storylines intertwined and consistent and you know, create emotion. I, I said, I just don't know if I could do that. And she said... I couldn't do what you do. She says, you write a history book. It has to be factual and accurate Mm -hmm. and researched and corroborated and referenced. She says, I just make stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, wow, that was like a revel, you know, this is my expertise. I'm a researcher. Her expertise was creativity and basically, I mean, in her words, make stuff up. It was a lot more complicated than that. But why can't we just be excited about the talents and skills that we bring to the project?
1: Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Great reminder for us all. Well said. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about you, Maureen. I'm always curious to know a little bit more about the authors of my show. And obviously, you've accomplished a lot. Rocket scientist, uh, author of multiple books. Could you just let us in on your life and who or what has influenced you the most?
0: Yeah, Thanks. Oh gosh, so many, you know, so many to choose from. My dad, probably, he was the one from a young, from when I was a young age, inspired me to be an engineer, and uh, you know, that was my from age eight. I knew I was going to be an engineer. and Stayed on that path uh, mm-hmm. through University of Notre Dame, started at NASA, and loved my job at NASA. I was the director of a jet engine research facility. Loved it, loved it, loved it, right up until the day I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was mostly just because the agency had started getting a little too uh, political. And it was just time to move on. You know, it was, wasn't bad blood or anything. It was just, yeah, I've paid my dues here. It's time to do something else. Yeah. So I, I left that, um, got married, raised a couple of children. Well, I mean, they're still my kids. I still, <laughs> they're teenagers, almost, they're both adults now, I guess, 19 and 20. Um, but uh, along the time of raising the kids, decided I branched out into speaking. Started out doing a lot of speaking, mostly in churches and went with women's groups and teens groups. Uh, joined Toastmasters, which helped me really fine-tune my presentation skills and gave me a bigger vision for an audience and a message to bring to the audience. From there, I went and joined the National Speakers Association, which is the trade organization for professional speakers. In Toastmasters, we learned how to speak in NSA we learn how to make money at speaking. <laughs> so, you know, the two organizations fit well. So here I am. I'm, I you know, I lived in Cleveland for 36 years, moved to Vegas just about 5 or 6 months ago because uh, my youngest, my daughter is now a freshman here at UNLV and um, I needed the in-state tuition discount so I moved. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so now I'm, you know, uh, speaking to organizations mostly about imposter syndrome. I speak to associations, corporations, entrepreneur groups. Typically, my best audience are people that have uh, clearly educated and, and influential people. I love uh, technical audiences and information systems groups because that's like a Petri dish of where mm-hmm. imposter syndrome is.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've been in engineering for quite a while as well. I could attest to some of that. I think. Where
0: did you go to school?
1: Cal State. Uh, oh,
0: very good. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I was a math guy and uh, graduate degree in in computers and stuff. So yeah, that's...
0: So you kind of under, you you get this whole, I mean, I bet you probably experienced, even if yeah, you didn't know def- what it was called imposter syndrome, you probably def- were like, I get this.
1: Especially <laughs> earlier in my career. Yeah, I definitely felt that a lot. And, and as I rose up in the ranks, I, I got to the executive ranks and yeah, even then it was like, oh, this is a new step. Am I right for this? Right. Is this, uh, am I good enough? That kind of stuff yeah. definitely rolled through my mind. So I think as I started to have some wins, more wins, they that stuff started to diminish more and more. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a great point. Cause a lot of people think that imposter syndrome is a lack of confidence and it's not because confidence gets people to that place of success and effectiveness. It's a limit of confidence. And in order to get past that limit, like you said, you just have to keep collecting the wins.
1: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, we love books on this show. So wondering if you might share any of your favorites, Maureen?
0: Oh, you know what? I'm a big fan of uh, business biographies and business books in general. I will read anything written about or by anybody related to the Walt Disney company. (laughs) Because <laughs> I love the mouse. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a big business. This year, I have made a commitment to try to read uh, one book a week. And I want more wow. than half of them to be on marketing and sales because that's a weakness I have. So I want to get better at that.
1: Amazing. Wow. Any, any particular one in marketing and sales that uh, has stood out for you?
0: I Yeah. Well, as I read this one last year, about a year and a half or so ago, by Donald Miller called Story Brand: Building Your Story Brand. Hmm. Are you familiar with it?
1: No, uh, I've read some other books on, on storytelling, but no, not necessarily that one. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a combination of storytelling and marketing. It's brilliant. Okay. Absolutely brilliant.
1: Awesome. Great. Thank you for the recommendation. I like Thank to you. use these for my own self as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Amazing goal too. I think that's a big one. I think we can all Take away as well. Well,
0: you know, I've got to replace my bad habit of Netflix every day. So (laughs) let's take Netflix off the table. What can I do? Let's read. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I I try to squeeze in all the audible time I can to listen to books to Uh get those books in for myself. All right. Well, What about a favorite quote? Anything that inspires you often?
0: Can't think of one off the top of my head. Well, one that I, it's the funny one because I'm a Christian and I, that's my, you know, my very faith based in my, belief system, a yeah. uh, favorite pastor of mine, or I'm sorry, a favorite Bible teacher of mine. Her name is, escapes me. Isn't that awful? But she always says, hangeth thou in there, oh baby. <laughs> it just strikes me as something funny when I'm going through a tough time. Hangeth yeah. thou in there, oh baby.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think we need that laughter in those tough times too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gets us, gets our minds switched off to uh, what's more positive. All right, well, Having written several books, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your experience in the book writing process and wonder if you might share any inspiration for those who might be interested in writing a book or uh, tips or tricks, things that have helped you along the way.
0: Yeah, thanks for asking. Actually, I teach a a webinar about the whole self-publishing process, which changes frequently. So, you know, I'm always having to kind of go back and rethink some of the content. My first two books I wrote within the same year. Back in 2013, I would not recommend doing two books in one year mm. unless you already have the content curated, which fortunately for both books I did. I had been regularly blogging and sending out content to my list. One book was a series of Sunday school lessons I used to teach junior high girls. So both those books came from content I already had. That's a big step. I published those through the old Create Space portal with yeah. Kindle. My third book was the Ohio State book. That was a true self-published book. We own the company that, pub- that bought the ISBN, so we are a true self-publisher of that. And then my fourth book was Pushing Your Envelope book. I went through that same company. But I did each one of those books differently. The first book, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was afraid to ask for help which is a classic imposter syndrome person. <laughs> so I did it all myself and it shows. I mean, I did everything. It, it was a lot of work and it really, it's it's an okay book, but there's so much more I, I could have done better. Second, third and fourth book, I, I learned outsource to the experts. Yeah. You know, get the design done by an expert, get the layout done by an expert, hire editors, yeah. the different types of editors that you need. You know, not just somebody who's going to proofread for, you know, the different spellings of the word bear, you know, find out somebody who's really going to do content of structural editing, make sure things flow and that things are consistent from chapter to chapter. And you know what, it takes money to make money. So don't cheap out on finding those good experts.
1: Yeah, good tips. Yeah, great tips. I feel the same way and definitely recommend that also. And I think that should also help people feel like, a little more relieved, right? They don't have to do it on their their own. They they can focus on the, on what they're probably most interested in doing is coming up with the content and let others create, you know, put it all together and and button it up. So thank you for those.
0: Yeah. And even, even with the creating the content part, you know, there's some people like, Oh, I just don't have time to write. Well, well, do you have time to talk, then record it and then get it transcribed or, you know, Put this as best thought you can down on paper and hand it to somebody else to let them clean it up, or find a ghostwriter. I mean, there's so many different ways to get. If your content needs to get out to people that need to read it or hear it, or, or you know, read it or absorb it, you know, find a way to do it. There's a lot of ways to do it.
1: Yeah, that's great. Great tips. Uh, Well, I wanted to ask another question, a final question about the book writing process, and just wondered if you might share your experience now with being a multiple. Author with several books here. And what what do you say has been the very best part about being an author for you?
0: Oh my gosh, seriously. It's when the box of books shows up at my door. I feel like I've just given birth. You know? <laughs> <For sure. laughs> it really, I mean, there's just that's a cool feeling of opening that box and seeing a whole, you know, 40 books pat and you just pick it up and you pet it and you open it and you sniff it and you <laughs> think, I did it again. This is so cool. It's mine. That's a cool thing. And then when somebody actually pays you for it, that's way cool. (laughs) And then when more people keep doing it, it's like they like me. They really like me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yes, for sure. Those are great experiences. All right. Well, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything, Maureen. So if there's absolutely anything else you'd like to share, go for it. And also if you just share as well where the listeners can connect with you online.
0: Sure. Great. Uh, Thanks, Aaron you covered everything. You're a great interviewer. Thank you. I appreciate this. Love talking about my book, Babies. This is cool, actually, because I have another one in the in the making right now. I've got another book kind of stirring around inside of me. That awesome. Got to I bet. We're kind getting, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like crazy. But yeah, getting in touch with me. I have a website, maureenz.com. So it's my name, M-A-U-R-E-E-N, letter Z, dot com. All my books are there. At, well, I, the links to them on Amazon are there. All my books are on Amazon, including the Ohio State book and this pushing your envelope book, which is, you know, my most recent one. Probably the best way to reach me. I'm also pretty active on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Don't know my handles, but I'm the only Maureen Zapala out there. Um, there used to be one actually in your neck of the woods down in Florida. Um, <laughs> but I can't find her anymore. <laughs> She's not related to me. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be easy to find you, yeah, definitely. Um, and you got several more speaking gigs lined up anywhere. Anybody could catch you next?
0: I'm um, doing something local here in Vegas in the next month or so. And then I've got a lot of things cooking. Most of them are private events uh, okay. around the country. I've got one in Chicago, one in LA, one in New Orleans, uh, and then a few that haven't quite landed yet. I'm still <laughs> kind of in the negotiating stage with them.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'll have to pick your brain later about the, some of that. I, I, want to start on that track myself. So
0: (laughs) Oh, I could help you. Yeah, I could definitely point you in the right direction. Awesome. I believe I truly I believe writing and speaking go hand in hand. If you're a writer, you need to speak to promote. And if you're a speaker, you need you need to write to get more of your message out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. I feel compelled to go that direction for sure. (laughs) All right. Well thank you again, Maureen. I really appreciate your time and just sharing these nuggets of gold with us for those of us who are experiencing that imposter syndrome and definitely encourage you all to pick up her book, Amazon, and all the best and continued success for you, Marie.
0: Thank you so much. It was great,
1: Aaron. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.